Coming to you from the home of the king of all queerdos, it's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Hello, it is another amazing episode that you all wait at the seat of your pants for to come every week. Uh, very excited to be here again. This is going to be a f- another fun show. When isn't a show fun? I'm trying to think back. I typically don't have people on that I don't like. So that's the way. Oh, God. You don't want to see Kurt. He's doing the butt dance, and we don't allow that. It's been outlawed in seven states. So there you go. Uh, before we get started, I do want to mention, please keep watch out there for some fun shows that are coming up. Of course, I've been telling you, if you haven't got your summer reading done, uh, we have Zachary Zane, who wrote, who wrote Boy Slut. He is, his episode comes out in September, so watch for that. We also have the great Jonathan Slavin, who I love and I've talked to many times. Uh, got to sit with them down in down in L.A. But he is from such shows as Better Off Ted, Dr. Ken, Santa Clarita Diet, which I miss with all my heart, and Speechless. Um, he's in he's in a play right now because, of course, we're not crossing the picket lines. Uh, but I love that man, so he's going to be on in September as well. So keep your eyes peeled for those things. Also, remember our favorite people down at uh, down at oh my gosh, Broadway, Spokane. Broadway, we have Tina, the Tina Turner musical coming. It's coming on September 19th through the 24th. Its last day here is my birthday. So go enjoy it. All you have to do to get tickets is go to broadwayspokane.com. West Coast Entertainment have been so good to us through the years. We love going to theater. And so you should join us if you haven't been. Uh, and, and everybody who is not from Spokane, please support your community nightlife. Uh, we need to put the money into the community, uh, invest in the places we live. So anyways, without further ado, I'm going to bring uh, my beautiful guest on. Melissa Berry is here in the studio. We're going to talk a lot about media, uh, what's it like to work in media, but also uh, powerful women because she is a powerful woman. So Melissa, why don't you give us a brief intro of who you are? Awesome. Well, thank you so much for that lovely intro. And also, I am so excited for those two podcasts to come out. Those sound really good. I heard so about fun. Boy so Slut, too. Yes. And you said it was a ride. So, Oh, it's a ride. I, I have wait. read the whole book now. Awesome. And it's brilliant. And I'm just amazed at this this author. But he is the, oh, I think you probably heard that, too. He is the uh, men's health sex columnist. Oh. So he's been doing it for years. They cool. finally had him write a book. It's a New York Times bestseller. And so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to borrow that from you. Yes, it's so after good. whoever's borrowing it after Love you. It. Love <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, I'm Melissa Berry. I am the co-owner of Trending Northwest magazine. Hello. Big deal. Um, yeah. but I actually have kind of a wild career. I started in libraries. So I'm oh, super smart. excited to so be here. So glad to have you. I love that you're a reader and you're not <laughs> oh, like yeah. an audible kind of person. No, no shame. I do that but... when I'm in the shower. I have a book that I don't want to read and tangible Fair. i'll play that and then i read typically two books at once so nice yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. there's I was, just too much good stuff there's so much good stuff out there i have like so many waiting for me and then like sometimes they go away because right? i don't get there fast enough exactly like, no. i still have bookshelves <laughs> and i'm like oh i haven't done that one yet yeah yeah goodreads yeah. my goodreads is stacked but um <laughs> right. yeah started off in libraries i actually worked in emergency management too so i mean that's a wow. thing that's happening now here in spokane yeah um and then now i i started a website called everyday spokane when I first Love. moved to Spokane. And then over time, I met up with Aaron and yeah. we started a podcast first. So I'm thrilled to not have that. to do any work with this podcast. Just show up. That's why I brought food. Because exactly. I was like, I get a little hangry when I'm podcasting. <laughs> right? So, um, so we started the podcast. It was called, at the time, Trending, North, uh, Trending Spokane. And then we decided to start a magazine because we're insane. And, you know, yes, I understand. Um, <laughs> so now we have Trending Northwest. It's um, it will be out like officially January will be its first like year of magazine yeah. printing. But we've been doing it for almost a whole year now. And it is quarterly, right? It is quarterly. Yeah, yep. yeah. Because I get it. And it can be delivered to your house. So, you know, just look that up. Uh, mm-hmm. Makes it very convenient. But also so. As we we get into this, before we talk about some uh, where things began, you guys, so there used to be a magazine here in town that was really big, and it was Spokane Court Lane Living, and then a lot of tragedy happened, and then they, and what? I mean, and it's been a few years since they've been around, but boy, you guys found that perfect timing, I think, to fill that niche, because people do care about the Northwest. I mean, it's beautiful, and then you guys just 
basically everywhere in the Northwest. I don't know how you guys even keep up with all of the pieces, but you guys have found a niche that seems to be going really well. Yeah, it, it is going really well. So, I mean, I think that the magazine that you're talking about that it's kind of like, I don't really know. I can't, and I'm yeah. just not sure if I can say like what's right. going on with it, but right. it seems to be kind of be, you know, everything that's happened with it and everything. So yeah. we had started while it was still in existence and we were just like, for us, it's really important in the journalism media industry to show people that don't look like stereotypical journalists. Right. And so we just didn't really see ourselves represented. Which I absolutely love, actually. Uh, such a diverse group of people that, uh, that are there writing for you guys, but also you do such a great job at supporting women writers and pe- you know what I mean yeah. which I think obviously is important and so I love seeing that and all of the writers are so active on socials that uh it's easy for me to keep up <laughs> so yeah. I'm like because every day and then I I have little conversations with and I think that's amazing but let's start so you start with the podcast yeah what makes you two go oh let's do a magazine too <laughs> Uh, did I mention the insanity? Right, right. That, helps. <laughs> that, that helps. So we started the podcast during COVID yeah. because we were just like, uh, nothing's going on. Why not right. start a podcast? Because nothing will ever get back to normal. No, never. And we won't get busy never. again, right? So <laughs> podcast. And so we were talking to all these really interesting people because we started and like, we knew people pretty well and we were like, okay, we're going to interview these people that we know. But then like all of these people just kept wanting to be on and we were like, oh, we like actually have to make right. more time for it. And so then we were kind of like, We wish we could tell their stories. So, like, I always say, like, not everyone wants to be a writer, but everyone has stories. And so that's why it's nice that we have all kinds of media to feature them in. So we have the magazine. We have podcast interviews. But we were like, how could we feature them, I don't know, in a more robust way? Because, like, people listen to podcasts, but they don't keep listening to them. They don't keep the – Exactly. It's not tangible. And there's something about that when we were talking about books a minute ago. There's something about having a tangible – like the magazine – I, you know, I followed it, but I love having it. You know what I mean? And I don't know if that's age. I don't know what it is, but I love that aspect of it. And a lot of people do, obviously. Yeah. 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 So then yeah. we were like, why not start a magazine? And initially we were working <laughs> with a journalist, a local journalist, super great, but lots of things happened and she ended up having to take off for like her own health and everything. Right. And so it was Aaron and I, we were, we like just kept going and we were like, okay, cool, cool. We're not journalists. <laughs> no, definitely not business owners. Um, but here we are. Yeah. And the, the skills that we have, like, Erin really now has taken over kind of the advertising and she's like a real people schmoozer person. I I say that in like the best ways. I'm so glad she is. And I'm more of the like, I maintain the website. I make sure the magazine goes out on time. I source the writers and everything. And like, I'm a little more like no nonsense where she's more like yes to everything. And then I'm the one that's like no to most of it. (laughs) But it makes the balance. Yeah. Yeah. We need it. And so like, I don't know, maybe people are watching this and like, that's the mean one. And I'm like, (laughs) I will, I will take that. Like, and a lot of people are like, Oh, Aaron owns the magazine. I'm like, I'm here too. And they're like, yeah, yeah. Don't like you. <laughs> yeah, you're not nice. What's so funny, <laughs> nice we went one. to coffee, and what I discovered when we were talking is that I am this, uh, what I believe is a conglomeration of both of you. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm the one, listen, I've had some uh, wonderful people tell me that I give tough love very mm-hmm. easily. Mm-hmm. And so I could be seen as the mean one, but I, I don't think, I just, you know, when you're creative and you want it to, everything to work. So I'm both. Yeah. And if I need to go do self-promotion, I'm that's fine too. Yeah. But that's something I need to learn. So yeah, it's, I'll watch you. You should. <laughs> I always try to tell everybody, self-promotion is a beautiful thing and it's okay. And if you have, if you're good at it, you don't seem like that blowhard. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. I was like, I'm sorry. I did, and I'm sure sometimes I do seem like that. But most of the time, you know, you just slip it in. Learn how to be charming. Yes, you I, got it. I've read that book. What is that? The Dale Carnegie book? The one that's oh, like yeah. how to win. Yeah. Fr- I'm yes. still not winning fl- you know, friends nor influencers. So. Do you know who else? Do you know that's the number one book that um, people who start cults read? Oh, well, I, I will try to. I think I need the winning the friends part <laughs> right. first. And then one day I'll work my up to cult. I don't think you, you have a problem. First. We have always hit it off. <laughs> I think it's there. Somebody needs cool. to be that business mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. On the side. Oh, I thought we were still on cults. I was like, someone needs to start a <laughs> someone cult. Someone like, needs to start it. Listen, I think the queer centric should be a cult. Uh, can I like help? <laughs> yeah. I'll organize. I'm very good yes, at organizing. Our members are called queerdos. So go. we already we're heading yeah. in the in the right direction. <laughs> but I want to see. So 
it has like the magazine itself has a solid it's a solid magazine like it's a real magazine yeah it's grown up to be a real it, magazine yeah. um what was the growth like like in terms of like the size or like yeah when it started and yeah. now where it is today yeah. was it a fast growth or what was it that influenced that i mean it's kind of interesting like of course the first magazine issue was pretty small just because we were just like trying to source some writers but like right. we also didn't like really know who wanted to write and like I don't know if at the first the first instances we even like paid anybody because we were just like friends right. yeah hello friends yeah. like do you want to write something for us and they said yes which thank you guys like right? that's a very nice of you um and so I can't even remember how many pages maybe 40 46 or something right. and the other crazy thing is like in print I didn't know this <laughs> fun surprise you have to like print in pages of eight or something uh, they're oh, always like, like to hit every page? Yeah. So they were like, oh, you can't have like 45 pages, Melissa. And I was like, but that's what we have. And they're like, it has to be in multiples of eight. And I'm like, that's so crazy. It's no. Like, <laughs> like math. We did not discuss having to do math. Yeah. Again, not business, not math. Oh, Aaron, we have like a whole list of things we are not. We are not lawyers. We are not CPAs. Thank you. Thank fun, you. Fun. So anyone listening who wants to start a business, be a lawyer, be a CPA. Yes, it will help your life. Yeah. Even be a journalist. Honestly. Like to take it on. I mean, Kurt and I definitely understand being in media and, and just trying to take on all the roles. You have So you've been in business not quite a year. You've been in business yeah. like, you know what I mean? But Together, yeah. yeah and yes. that's the other thing, having like a business partner. I feel like now I'm just telling everyone how terrible it is. It's actually wonderful <laughs> owning a magazine. We've learned a lot. There are yes. a lot of positives to it. But also, right. I mean, there is like the, you're, you co-own it. So like yeah. the decisions, like we met with our lawyer <laughs> like two weeks ago and she was like, um, how do you guys settle disagreements? And Aaron was like, I just listened to her. And the lawyer's like, that's not, that's not a, a, like a response. And we were like, what about a coin flip? And she was like, also not legal guys. And we were just like, trying okay. to protect you both. Yeah. yeah. But we haven't disagreed on anything yeah. yet. So, yeah. but you know, that's like the whole thing that could eventually happen. And so like just owning a business has been, this business has been really surprising and fun, but also it's just really exciting. And that's oh, something yeah. that like, as we get older, I feel the excitement excitement dwindles in our life and so Truth. like coming up to like a, a like a new email that I got that's like someone said this and I'm like oh like a <laughs> small heart attack but I'm alive right you know? yeah exactly ready and is it is I think it's funny as we get older I don't think it has some to do with the age as much as we just get tired <laughs> and it's like oh I'm too tired for that definitely yeah that. but you guys I feel like we've said it a million times uh, we're doing things. I feel like you guys have mastered this art of you have to leverage people. Mm -hmm. You have to build a team because you come to that point, and I'm sure you two came to it, which is, oh, we can't do everything, you know, because then it would be exhausting. And you guys have such a large vision. It could never be the vision. So when did you, so how big is your team now? So our team is three people, and so they're all contracts. It seems like there's so many. I know, right? Way well, we do go. have a bunch of writers, so yeah, yeah. but they're like also contract, and they're kind of like right. when we assign them things. Yeah. So like we have like five total core staff. I mean, me and Aaron being, you know, the ones right. that always have to be around, and right. then we have three others, and they are amazing. They're just, they're all such really nice people. They're really oh, good see, people. see, that's beautiful. And they were all like, Aaron knew one of them. And then like, it kind of just became word of mouth that yeah. this, the, the Shay is the first person that we brought Love on. Love Shay. Yeah, yes. you know Shay. And yes. so she like started su to suggest these other people and they've been amazing. So we're just like, okay. And then nice. like there's this, which uh, is going to happen again, but there's this idea of th this is what i love throwing a good party oh yeah can do so much well you guys throw great parties thank you when did that because that's not that's a lot of work as well and it's promoting the brand so important to do that getting people involved in the brand when did that come up and go, you know, we're not doing enough. Let's throw a gigantic party. Right. That actually came up earlier this year. So our very first, so the magazine release party for the very yeah, first one. Yeah. And so Aaron was like, oh, we should do that. And I was like, of course we should do that. It's our baby. And like, it's happening right. in the winter. So what is else, like, what else right. is anyone doing? Like nothing. Surely. Yeah, exactly. So like, I think it was January 25th and we just had it at Fellow, which is our, you know, studio and yes, office and everything. So pretty. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice, pretty chill. Um, we just kind of had the magazines out and we gave like a tiny tiny little speech we were just kind of like what are we doing but everyone <laughs> like 
it was kind of crazy because we like I think we opened it to maybe 30 people like that's who we invited or yeah. something like writers mostly and then right. we were like bring your friends please exactly and then anyone that had supported us like with the Kickstarter we invited all those people too so more than 30 thank goodness um but it, we just kind of assumed like 30 would show oh, which is why sure. we had it at fellow yeah and like we had to tell people they couldn't come after a while because we started getting the RSVPs in because Aaron had the good idea to ask for RSVPs which right. I was like surely we don't need that right we did need that and yeah we had to start turning people away because it was like obviously right. a There's fire not hazard exactly yeah. not in a room and so then we were like okay everyone actually like wants this so Aaron was like what if we had one every magazine release yeah and so the next one we were like well surely we won't sell out and we did and we like oversold which is its own actual beast like when right. you oversell All then you're, you're like, an airline yeah, yeah you yeah. have to change the tables and i think yeah. we're gonna have to change the tables again for the <laughs> yeah because you sold ones. out again and then like people are like oh i'm gonna bring this person or like yeah i don't know why the tickets were still open but somebody bought like two more and i was like where is she gonna <laughs> sit and like, then they're like where did those <laughs> tickets come from so like it's a blessing obviously it's the best it's the best thing yeah. in the world but at the same time i always get there i'm like oh we're gonna have 100 people and that's gonna be great and now it's 160 and i'm like exactly like i know and then people. i get a hold of you and i'm like we'll put kurt in a corner but i need him to be there i know i'm like <laughs> kurt will still get to eat and that's all i can promise right. uh kurt can hide under one of the tables that's that's how that'll be that'll get creepy real fast so i mean there is like that um that staircase so i don't see perfect perfect well i'm excited for you because you guys continue to grow you continue to make an impact in Spokane, we're always talking about making an impact in the community where you are, and then it grows beyond that, but you guys really are. So as you look at the magazine and you look at like future thoughts, where do you want it to go? I personally, I want it to be, and I say this personally, but really Aaron and I agree on everything. So I think yeah. our vision really is to have this be something where the community can look at it and feel represented. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because like another thing, when we started the magazine, we were like, we like the Northwest region is growing a lot, yes. but like when you talk to people and I don't know if you have this too, but like when I talk to my friends who like live in New York or live like anywhere else, they're like, why would you want to live there? Like, isn't that where KKK right. people live? And I'm like, listen, uh, yeah. Okay. Like, like, listen, <laughs> Spokane is adjacent. It is not the same place. It's not the same place. <laughs> first of all, please stop saying that. Like, can you just like brain erase yourself? Exactly. And then it's so much more than that too. And you know, you and I lived here when, it was yes. a little rougher and uh -huh. stuff and like having having me like come back and everything and seeing how it's grown I'm like yes but it's like a little fledgling like tomato sprout growing and I like want it to be all tomatoes oh, for yes I don't know what kind of analogy that's going I mean, to but like I love growing I tomatoes this it, you know yeah. and I want it to grow exactly well and nothing you know what's that old phrase that I love so much nothing changes if nothing changes well if everybody left then nothing could change and grow here. Mm -hmm. I think the magazine is out there, first of all, reminding people there's so much more. I mean, do you remember the, this is way back, even probably before your time, but there was a Northwest Magazine, which was a TV show. Oh. And it was all about, and of course they're defunct now, they haven't been around. That was back in the early 90s when we loved to celebrate, you know, our region. And I miss seeing that. Now we have that representation is back because you know what, it's okay to have pride in the places that you are. Mm -hmm. um, and even I try not to shame North Idaho. I try. I try hard. Uh, because there's something about the communities you live in. But you have to, have to actively take part to make sure our communities stay beautiful and open. And that's what you guys are doing. Right. Yeah. Well, and so it's the other thing, too, of being on Instagram and like all of these people would, especially me, like my audience does come from other places. They're moving yeah. here from literally everywhere else. And right. like I'll get messages where people are like, you know, like we're like a gay couple or like we have, right. you know, we have a biracial child or like whatever they're sending me. And they're like, is it safe for me? And I'm just like. You know, it, it's hard kind of for me yeah. to answer that. So I do well, try to ask anyways. my friends. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. who like are, you know, are like that and everything. And I ask them for their opinion. Um, but the other thing is like, I just feel like a lot of the media that you see, especially nationwide, not in yeah. the Northwest, yeah. but like in other places shows this area as being super white. And so yeah. yes. like by putting people that are diverse on our cover, Thank and you. if that gets to go out to Massachusetts or like right. Georgia or whatever, like these people are like, oh, oh, this lady exists here? Like exactly. she looks like me or like he looks like me. And I think because we stay so insulated as humans, no matter where we are, it's not just a Spokane thing. Uh, when we only 
expose ourselves. We forget that, you know what, Spokane is not all white. Mm-hmm. Spokane is not one thing. And we do need to remind and celebrate and maybe go beyond ourselves and expand mm-hmm. a little bit because it's important to remember, you know, those things. And I wanted to ask this. You don't do anything like this. Um media at all unless you have some love for it because it's not it's not a you know cakewalk no it takes work what is it about media that you love I love getting to show people that are different have different perspectives and different like um backgrounds and just stories so I think the biggest thing for me like Aaron and I really talk about having diversity on the screen and like I mean on the screen on the mag uh, the magazine who we interview on the podcast but also for me it's like also class differentials so when I got started Yeah. (laughs) yeah like when I got started I had a very just normal middle class upbringing. So like I didn't know deprivation or anything like that. But when I started out, like it was literally graduating during the recession and like it was fighting for jobs. It was like living with a bunch of roommates. Like it was tough. And so I started freelance writing on the side of my main job because I was just like trying to pay these student loans and like pay life. And like some, I mean, I started, I went into a lucrative, I went into like the financial field is what I started writing in first. And so that paid pretty well back then. Then. Yeah. But then like over the years, I tried to transition to travel and you wouldn't believe how many places even around here in the travel and food spaces like they pay zero. They were like, oh, oh yeah. we'll pay you zero dollars for your writing. And I was exactly. Like, mm. <laughs> You're like, I'm sorry. Dude, I don't think I heard that. <laughs> you, right. Zero doesn't pay the bills. Yeah. So about Not that. Even a little bit. So, yeah. So making sure that like we can pay our writers has always yeah. been my number one because I think about people who have amazing stories. Like my dad had great stories, but he grew up super, super poor in West Virginia. And yeah. like he had to like join the military just so he could pay for like everything you know and like he didn't get to be that writer that he should have been because he couldn't take time off from paying work to like do anything and and maybe he didn't know how and stuff so the other thing is like i want to get our message out to people in all the communities to be like listen not only should you write and you can write for this magazine but like we'll pay you exactly and do you think part of that because well first of all everybody gets to feel uh with the cost of living right now that we are the lower class um, because the divide has become so much larger. And my favorite thing is to hear stories on the radio say, um, it's fine. Oh, but this is like the best it's ever been. And I'm like, who are you talking to? Because it's not us. We go to the grocery store, we pay rent or we pay mortgages. It's not. So now you have a lot of that. But do you have, do you think this idea, and I understand this, I was freelance for a while, um, of not paying these freelance writers comes a little bit, from a corporation going, well, there's all these people on socials. They can just do it. Well, I'm glad you point that out. And also now they're getting to say, oh, we can just have chat GPT and AI do it. Mm, so, so yeah, that's a real fear. I'm yeah. still in a lot of freelance writing groups and a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of freak out in there, like justifiably so. Yeah. But then there's just a lot of us and, and me included. So like anyone that wants to like write for the magazine, I highly encourage you to to apply and nice. like send us a pitch and everything. But r- good writing is I don't think replaceable by c- the computer. Thank you. And I don't know if it'll ever be. I can't say never say never. But right. as far as now, like I can tell when something's AI written yes. versus, and a and lot of it is not, like your experience. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's no nuance. Yeah. yeah. There's no, it feels like even the best AI produced content is missing something. But I think that's always the way that, okay, you can tell the difference between quality. The other thing I want to say is no shade to anybody who's doing amazing out there doing socials and they're, you know, getting paid to go to different countries or whatever. Like, good for you, I wish. But But they have an audience and they connect to their audience, which is hopefully why the brands want to work with them. (laughs) But you said something a minute ago, and I think it's important. Not everyone is a great writer. Mm -hmm. And so if you can marry the two or you find a way, because I don't know which came first with you guys, the chicken or the egg, but you have these great personalities of people who write and then they're good at writing. And I'm like, I don't know if one gave birth to the other or, but it's nice to see the marriage of those things. Well, and that's why, and I think it's kind of funny that we have gotten some like shade for not being real journalists. Like we didn't graduate from college in journalism, which 
throw I my can't. throw my Spanish degree away. It, like, yeah, exactly. So useless, I guess. Oh, that makes you want to lie on the floor. <laughs> this is but so but I also kind of like that too, like having the web and having our magazine and everything because I love that you said that because I do. So I'm the editor for the yeah. ma- the web and the magazine too, and we do have a couple writers that like go off on tangents, and I'm like. Sometimes I leave it because it's just so nice. It's yes. like so heartwarming. Exactly. Like, um, Shay and Shay didn't do this. Like Shay's Shay, Shay stuck to the prompt. She's amazing. Yeah. Um, but in a couple of like her sentences in her latest um, article about the best breweries around Spokane, yeah. she started writing about like why No Lie like started No Lie and like all these <laughs> charities they support and just like all this really nice stuff. And I was like, That's yeah, amazing. we're gonna leave it. Like yeah. that does make them one of the best breweries. I love informed writing. But I also love when I feel like that person's giving me something as a real human. And again, I always have to say no shade to so many people. No shade to people who got their journalistic degrees. Yeah, no shade. But it's okay for a magazine to see. I love that you were told not real writers. We get a similar comments, but we've been doing it. Eventually, you're just like, I don't care. Yeah, I can't. And I always say, like, start your own stuff. That's fine. Like, (laughs) I'm not threatened by it, and I support you. But, you know, uh, you and Kurt have a lot in common because he ran, he's run a few magazines um, behind the scenes, and Proud Times was one. That's how I met him, was this. I mean, and would get, I'm just like, what is happening? And then we just decided to do our own thing. But I think it's important for people to understand the reality. We live in a world now where instant gratification, we get what we want. Um, and that it can tend to be a, uh, generation thing, but we think it's easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm all for it if it's easy for you, but don't be afraid of the work that goes into creating what you want. And I think there's a lot of people that are afraid of the work. Yeah. If you want it and you have to create it, then who the fuck cares what it takes? Just right. go do it. Do it. Yeah. Well, and that's the great thing about the internet, right? It let people just like start exactly. live journals or start tumblers. Oh. Or <laughs> Talked about live journal the other day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, and even now, and even now with like yeah. Instagram and they can do, you know, TikToks and everything like that. Like I love the democratization. And so kind of to like circle my, I promise I write a lot better than I speak, obviously. <laughs> Whatever. This is so good. <laughs> but to circle back with like Shay going off on tangents and I absolutely love it i do think the difference like that we're not real journalists is that we do like our writers like be a lot more flexible we're not like oh you must stick to this word count because we have a deadline for tomorrow like all this like super pressing or you know all of that i think what bothers me is when people say that like non-journalists don't have ethics and i'm like we we see it in like the social media sphere but that's not us and so that's when i'm kind of like but we're different exactly (laughs) well it's that idea that everybody must look like uh you know the new york times or washington's that's not what you're going for Mm -hmm. like it doesn't mean you don't care about the writing doesn't mean you don't care about uh being factual any of those but we're not the wall street we're not asked to do those things because it's not what we're doing love those people that's amazing it's also a whole different style of writing you know what i mean totally and apparently you guys have been just fine because it there is an audience out there that wants to read it so uh it's so much easier to tear someone down than it is to build them up so that's why who was it that said um never read anything about yourself (laughs) that's smart oh share share's mom told her that Smart. Um, yeah, well, Selena right? Gomez, she makes her whole team go through her social media and then they pick out the like top nicest things and yeah. then they share that with her. That's my dream. That's, That's my dream. I need someone who goes through my life and they're like, yeah, even though I'm a little loud, so it's okay. But you know what I mean? Yeah. And you were saying something earlier uh, that we 100% on our team and your team vibe with, which is this idea that everybody has a story mm-hmm. and people wouldn't try to silence your story if that wasn't important. No one has your story where you sit, what made you, you. And so say it, tell it out loud. Use that as your filter because you're going to get way more power from that than anything else. You guys are all about, I wrote in my notes, empowering. Yeah. You empower people. Yeah. How do you continue to make sure that that part of your goal continues as you go and get way more successful and now it's Vogue and then, you know what I mean? Oh my goodness. That's, I can't even imagine, honestly. (laughs) How do you have the touchstone that keeps you centered? Yeah. I, well, I think for empowering for, for Aaron and I, 
I think the biggest thing is one, like protecting our writers. So, I mean, I know that that seems like, I don't know if that sounds patronizing or patronizing or whatever, but I mean, I think the biggest thing is when people do read those negative comments, maybe it makes them not want to share their story. And so Aaron and I like, we we haven't actually gotten any negative like comments yeah. on the site or um, on our socials, or at least not that I've seen. So yeah. maybe she's deleting them real oh, fast. Oh, she's good. <laughs> but I don't want our writers to ever think, oh, I'm not going to share this, or I don't want to pitch this topic, like a, an right. emerging writer that wants to write and pitch to us and everything. I don't want them to feel like, oh, well, they get like such negative backlash, or like I can't right. say this. We just want them to feel like they can come and write for us and – Everyone wants to see it. Exactly. And yeah. why are uh, why are these people who hold you to this huge standard? Have you been online? Like, the, go to the people that you need to do. There is some some st- things I look at and read online, but they're not real. You know, not this good. is. Listen, we're celebrating our area. I do have to say, I love uh, that you guys seem to celebrate in your in with everyone. Not only women, which uh, as a gay man, we love strong women. It's a thing. Um, but also all body sizes, all, it is this beautiful, and I love that because to be honest with you, I haven't seen that in in media or in magazines or any of that. You guys seem to celebrate those qualities of those that maybe aren't what's considered Hollywood mainstream. And I think we need more of that. Yeah, and it's so interesting too. So thinking about it like that, and I feel like the last guest that you had, you guys kind of touched on this a little bit, but like the whole looks things. Yeah. Yeah, and so like it's so interesting because we're going over fall covers right now, and like Aaron had a bunch from a bunch of different photographers. Photographers, if you are a photographer and you want to submit to be on our cover too, please definitely go to the website and check that out. I know exactly who. Oh, I'm gonna tell her. I'm going to tell her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. do. Yeah, Yeah, so we were looking at the latest, and we were, like, talking about it and everything, and we were like, wait, are we liking this cover more because it's, you know, like, the aesthetic that we're all fed? Or should we, yeah, Yeah. or should we, like, go this way that's a little bit more unconventional? Like, it is all these things, because being in media where you have to meet advertiser, like, there are certain things, like, so that's filtering how you're judging this. Exactly. But you're also, like, I have this audience that wants to see this diversity, so that's being filtered through. It's real. I feel like the more successful we get, the harder it is to step away from just the heteronormativity and everything, body exactly. size, looks, like yeah. who it is. I think that happens in Hollywood so much mm-hmm. as well. And what it is is you just have to, and I, listen, it's hard. And as you get more successful, it's amazing. But it's it's that point where you have people around you that are like reminding you, but it's not easy. I think uh, you were mentioning, I think you were referencing Ian. Uh, yeah, Ian. Ian Kelly's yes. um, interview, because we talked about it in He's in Radio yes. and I'm in Podcasting. And this idea as we grew up through the 90s and the aughts of, of this, how we were going to represent gay people in mm-hmm. media and how that has changed through the years and how like Anderson Cooper gave it a little more legitimacy mm-hmm. than Jack on Will and Grace, who's amazing, but needed to be a stereotype. Yeah. And so I love, and I think because you're, con- this is just my thought, uh, and I'm a millionaire, so you know, that's how that goes, uh, is that you keep perpetuating this idea that these everybody has a voice and they're all welcome. When you change the world around you, those advertisers are eventually going to catch on and go, oh, you know what I mean? But it's it's a balancing game, especially when you're in behind the scenes. So I get that yeah. for sure. Yeah, and you got to pay the bills. So you're like, okay, well, right? advertiser, well. I mean, and luckily none of that has happened yet. Like, right. We did choose. We, I mean, we tentatively chose. And then we also run it by now our, our like our staff and everybody who that. are diverse and it's wonderful. Yeah. So we're able to be like, okay, are we picking this because we're like, we have this in our heads. And then right. they're like, oh no, we really like this one too. We're like, okay, good. Like we're still on the right path. So Smart. I always tell Kurt that... Uh, I can't be the only one making the decision because I don't know where I'm coming from. Now, given final decision, I'm like, okay, but someone does have to make everything (laughs) in there. Yeah. Yeah. Take uh, everybody's thoughts into account because that's important. And then in the end, it's your ship, but at least you've taken an idea of of what's coming. Um, I have to say, I say a lot of things on the show, but I want to say that I hope there's, and I, you guys aren't in any danger of not doing it, but I hope it continues to strengthen you to continue to empower these communities that are not always the ones in the center, like women, like uh, people of different body sizes, like just because that's what makes it so cool that you guys are here in Spokane. You know what I mean? And we need more of that. So I I love that you guys are there. So I'm just saying. And uh, Katie Hartwig, 
Hi, Katie. Uh, if anybody's been watching some of our uh, uh, photo shoots that we have been releasing some, Katie, I'm going to tell her she needs to talk Please. to you guys because she's also, I talk about her all the time. She's like, why are you saying such nice things about me? Because you're the most awesome person. And she was just in Madison Square Gardens because she's the main photographer for the MMA fighters. Oh my and gosh. so she so was she over has there. some time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, I should have been in your suitcase because so many ex-husbands were waiting for me. I know. They really were. I know. They I just know. didn't know it. They were, were going to be your ex. <laughs> so I have to say, who are some, so uh, this amazing idea of powerful women, who are you? role models that come to mind when you think of that? Oh, man. that's I really should have thought of this question ahead of time. <laughs> I mean, as, as far as, like, women and everything. Yeah. I mean, Any I of them, s- but, yeah, women. As yeah. Well. I would honestly have to say I have I had this – she's still alive, so <laughs> she's still there. Um, but I had this teacher in high school, and she was – a published author, and oh she just, I mean, total stereotype of the teacher that changes your life and everything. Oh, I love that. I think I had her sophomore year, junior year, and senior year for, like, different classes. Um, but I had told her, like, junior year, like, just off the cuff, you know, you're, like, leaving or whatever as a student. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm pr-. – she was like – she said something about college, and I was like, oh, I'm probably not going to go. Like, right. I don't – like, my mom never graduated. My dad went in the 60s, and he was just like, right. who cares? I went to the military, <laughs> whatever. Right. Um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, like, I can't really figure it out. It's probably too expensive. I probably can't afford it and whatever. Right. And she was just like – you're the kind of person that should go. And so, I mean, looking back, I now that me- know that means I had zero skills, and I, but I could just read really right, well. Exactly. So she was like, you should go to college because there's nothing out there. You can't hold a hammer. You can't, I don't right. know what else exists. But uh, We need you to build some things. Build some gonna, skill sets. Yeah. <laughs> maybe read better. Yeah. Maybe you'll be something like that. Um, and so, and it was funny because one of your latest podcasts too, you guys, I think it was with... Um, Holly, oh, when yeah. you guys were talking about like um, what you were tracked for in school and everything. Right. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. Yeah. And mine said I should be a tree, someone that chops down trees, which I wow. love trees. So I was like literally the opposite. And then the other one is CPA. And when I went to the counselor, I was like, what do these mean? Because I'm bad at math. And she was like, oh, this means you should work alone. <laughs> you don't work with people well. And I was like, wow, this is like super mean. I'm not going to go to college because yeah, yeah. I don't know That's what any of these thing. are. And so hilarious. trying to wrap this back and so she she just must have low-key made it her goal to teach me things so like she encouraged me to be in her class the next year and then she encouraged me to be in her next class and one of them was like ap something english probably i don't know why i can't remember that um (laughs) and then and then the bat one of the best things is is that she was writing books while being a teacher and everything and so she had me be in the I guess authors like have you read like the first couple drafts. And so she was having us because she wrote from the YA young adult perspective. Yeah. And so she had us, a couple of us like read it out loud because she wanted to see how it read and like would kids really talk that way. And I was like, oh, this is how authors are published. Okay. So like this is a career path for me because my parents had, my mom didn't really have a career path. She was like in and out of homemaking. And then my dad had one, but like he was just like, oh, girls don't do that. It was in law enforcement. And so he's like, girls don't do that. And I was just like, okay. So I don't know anyone that I could like get career (laughs) advice from because that was kind of it. And like she showed me this path. And then my senior year, I was in like a teaching. I was in Future Educators of America. Oh, uh And so I didn't end up doing that, even though I went to Gonzaga for it because I was very bad teacher. So (laughs) I'm not good at teaching, but like I, she like taught me that career path. And then she helped me with all of my college essays and she made it a requirement that I had to submit those to her. And so, I mean, role model for sure. And just someone that changed my life immeasurably. And ever since then, like, and then I had like other great teachers at Gonzaga who were women and everything that just like, were like, you're really good at this. And I was like, no, I'm not. I felt like an imposter being there and definitely like one of the poor kids. And like, she was like this one teacher, um, Dr. Elizabeth, I forget her last name now, Cooley. Um, she was like, no, you're really good at this. Like you should major in this. I did not surprise for her, (laughs) but it was English. And I was just like, I know how to read. Thank you for your input. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to do Spanish instead. (laughs) But, um, yeah. So like all of these people, just these women, especially they believed in me. And so, I mean, I guess you could say like lots of people could be role models. Like you could say Hillary for everything that she put up with, like watching that 
growing right? up as a woman I, or yeah. like as a girl watching her deal with all of that. I was like, yeah. oh, okay, politics isn't for me. Right. But and wow, still being she's so strong. And of yeah. course, we try to tear her apart because we don't like strong women in America, I yeah. guess. Uh, so to see her survive. Yes. And, and, Go beyond it, lift above it. Yeah. yeah. So but what as I are as people who impacted me, like yeah. they really, oh, for real. they made sure I'm here. Basically, and what I hear you saying is basically you can do whatever you put your mind to. That people who are watching can't. There is always a way, and that's the empowerment. Because, like we say, that I've, I'm known as a cheerleader because I want people to feel like they can accomplish. Now you better do your work. Yeah, like you know maybe I mean? not everyone can be a tree chopper. Yeah, I'm sure that has a real name. I, but I, I, when it ca- came up on the screen, also, I was what just an like, odd. "Why am I?" And also, we lived in Phoenix, right? I'm like, "What tree?" Yeah, exactly. Am I hacking down saguaros? It's like, so weird. I think they're in danger. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It's so weird that it gets so specific. You should scrape gum off the bottom right. of desks. I feel like that was probably my third, and I was like, "I'm out. I, right? This is not a class for me. I don't know what's happening." I think it's it's lazy computers. I was told. I should be a minister. And I'm like, is that because you know my dad was a minister? Does this computer doesn't know what happened in my life? Don't. Don't talk to oh me. Don't gosh. even try it. But those you are the things. You do kind of, you're out here. Like, see? And maybe it can lead to cult one day. Uh, see? Goals. <laughs> we have goals. <laughs> you're charismatic. That's I what mean, it identifies. That's what needs. There you yeah, go. I mean, hello. <laughs> hello. Um, but one more thing. before We're going to wind down with something fun in a minute. Um, but before that, one more thing is, what would you say? So let's say, and let's start specifically with young ladies. Uh, they want to go beyond what they're told that they can. What kind of advice? They want to do a writer. They want to be in media. What kind of advice would you give them? Oh, man. I did. I had the opportunity to hire, do some hiring in Phoenix. And nice. there was one person in particular. I mean, I liked everyone I hired, obviously. Yeah. So anyone that's listening to this, I liked all <laughs> you of you. You were amazing. But there was definitely one that I saw, like, she was young and she was just like, and I was just like so protective of her anytime. I mean, we worked actually in emergency management, which is law enforcement oh. adjacent. So yep. I was like, if anyone sasses you, I will cut them. <laughs> and they know it, too. Like, exactly. So, I mean, what I always like told her was just kind of like anything you want to do. She was thinking about grad school. And I was like, like, yeah, do it. I'll write your resident or like, I'll write your letters of recommendation right. and all of that. And then she was like, well, but maybe I should like earn money and like not take on grad debt. And I was like, yeah, also that's <laughs> yeah, super yeah. smart. <laughs> Having gone to grad school, no, you should probably right? not do that. Do this. <laughs> but, and so I know that's like the, touching one person. So like to right. a group of ladies that I haven't gotten to like personally mentor or anything, right. I would just say, if you're interested in doing something, Go for it and don't let anyone tell you no. Maybe try to find a mentor, but I've also worked with mentors that were like very not helpful. (laughs) So just try it, like throw things at the wall. And I think the best part about the internet is you can put yourself out there. You can put your own resume up on your own website. You can do your own writing. You can do your own podcasting. You can do anything you want. Um, I specifically know kind of those channels. I don't know what you should do if you want to be a tree chopper. I know. I don't know. Go outside. I mean, uh, research. Do your research. Get like a saw. I'm not (laughs) sure. But if you want to go in media. Is it an axe? Or see, we don't know. Because we don't don't chop down trees. I've never chopped down a tree. I hope I never have to. I'm pro-environmental. That's what I'm saying. I hope I'm never stuck where I like have to build a fire because I'll just be like, (laughs) I'll be like using my phone as like a chop. This is why uh, I had a coworker come to me and tell me that if I, I think I told the story in the last show that if Armageddon never happens, uh, here's some advice because you'll never make it. I'm like, that's so not sweet. Oh, no. (laughs) You know what? I will prove you wrong. But let's not go through Armageddon. That seems like work. I remember your stories about that. I know what you have to do. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Listen, people, it gets gets rough real fast for Jonathan. (laughs) I know it does. Gay men, we are known to love. um, I think strong women, but not only strong women, part of it is because Women throughout history have always come as the underdog. And so the ones that are this amazing force, it's, listen, it's why I know Barbara Streisand is crazy, but I love her because she created something in a time when you weren't allowed to create that. You know, you have Ella Fitzgerald, you have Gloria Steinem. Uh, Her story of being in the the Playboy Club to kind of is amazing and after her story of course Hugh Hefner changed some of the things needed to change more but so I'm I'm fascinated by these women too (gasps) oh my gosh right Dolly Dolly. like keeping her music from sorry Elvis but also right because she wanted to own it she did it exactly how dare you know the colonel come in and say well 
this we're is gonna take we're men and we're gonna we're gonna own the most and she's so smart i also love her because talk about a woman with vision mm-hmm. i i read her book about dreaming and Uh, And she's amazing. And what's even better is that she stands up for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? She's and and her new rock and roll album comes out later this year. I've the first two songs are absolutely brilliant. And I love her because she they wanted to induct her into the rock and roll hall of fame. And she's like, "That, that I don't feel like I've earned that. Why would you do that? None of my songs are. So she decided she would only accept it if she did a rock album. I'm like, this is my girl. Oh my this gosh. is, And she's always been there to stand up for everyone. And I also, if you ever get a chance, watch the, um, an old uh, Barbara Wawa, well, Walters. Yeah. Barbara Walters interview when she tries to basically shame Dolly when she was first famous. Talk about her look and why do you do. Mm-hmm. And Dolly, you could see the spark in her eye as, oh, this isn't going to go down. And she stands up for herself. And at the same time, she doesn't be little Barbara, but she makes the most beautiful points about being who you are. And so always love. So for all my gay boys out there, uh, uh, divas are important. And I feel like divas are not just uh, the people in media. To me, you are a diva because you and Aaron are doing the work that we need to do in uplifting women, but all of us through that. And so on that note, we're going to play a little game. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm going to hand you this card and it just has five strong women, (laughs) strong women through history. Okay. I am going to, uh, and I love that I do include Lisa Vanderpump as a woman in history. I just saw that. I'm so excited. I'm going to read you five quotes. Okay. You're going to try to tell me, you're going to try to match it. Oh my God. And in post, Kurt's going to do the dun, dun. He's going to put a little timer in there. Uh, Let's see. If you can match these. So are you ready? I'm so ready. I'm oh, this so is excited. It. Okay. The first quote is, everyone looks to an artist for something more than just music. And that message of being comfortable in my own skin is the number one reason for me. Mm. Oh. Oh, that could be, either be Lady Gaga or Lizzo. So I'm going to go with Lizzo. What? Yes. Good. Yes. One down. Perfect. I know, and listen to everyone. He's like, look at all the drama with Lizzo. Listen, nothing's been proven. She is innocent until proven guilty. That's right. And I hope those people who, you know, feel victimized, I hope that either they're wrong or I'm sorry and you deserve, you know, what you get. Like getting out there and and suing. So way to go. Um, Second quote. Are we ready? No one can make you feel inferior without your permission. Isn't that Eleanor? Yes. Way to go. Two down. I'm so two sorry, Kurt. I'm not giving him enough time to do the two. <laughs> That's because you're so good. This I is do like, love trivia. This did is you like know winning this? Jeopardy. I did not know this. I love really? It. Anytime you need a trivia, buddy, please take I it. I love that. Ian uh, Ian Kelly invited me to go to the Brick. What's it called? Brick West. Brick, or, uh, yeah, Brick West. Back. For trivia. Yeah. And I said, I, that sounds fun. But just because I like trivia, it doesn't mean I'm good at it. I'm horrible. Oh. Oh my gosh, I'm like low key very good. Unless okay, it's we like, need to all go. Unless it's like a lot of sports or like baseball, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I'm happy going. I can typically do anything to do with Broadway or the art. Nice. Okay, good. And if you got music too, because I'm so oh, so a little music. bit, a little bit okay. music. Okay, yes. so here we go. We're going to go to quote number three. Uh, are you ready? Yeah. Life isn't all diamonds and rosé, but it should be. Oh my God, Lisa. Lisa Vanderpump. <laughs> Have you ever seen her like in real life? In real life? No. Let's Have you? fix that. Yes. Oh. I went to her, one of her restaurants yes. in LA and she was there. First of all, she's like they all are. She's the tiniest thing you've ever seen. Petite, but the nicest. So kind. I mean, there's just a bunch of us, you know, we don't know her from anyone. And she took the time. She said, if I'm at the restaurant, you know, then this is what happens. There's no reason not to be nice. She was there the same day that Leslie Jordan was at her. Uh, restaurant for brunch oh my gosh yeah yeah so lisa i have a lot of respect because she was actually super nice which i love okay now we're gonna go to quote number four i used to walk down the street like i was a fucking star i want people to walk around delusional about how great they can be and then to fight so hard for it every day that the lie becomes the truth i'm gonna go on a limb and say oprah did not say fucking (laughs) So, Lady Gaga. <laughs> I love the thought process that goes into because you, you are know, correct. Yeah. But I want Oprah to say fuck it. Oprah, are you listening? We want you to say fuck it because I would just be good. Yeah, because you know. It would just blow so many people's minds, oh, though. Like, so if much. Oprah was just like, you get a fucking car, you know? Like, everyone would be like, I love fucking cars. But I know. also, does that have be a fucking car? Right. <laughs> it would make me so happy, though. Yeah. Because she be is great. so wise and beautiful. It's like if Maya Angelou 
came back from the dead and was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. That would make me so happy. I would Although, also be like, she's correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Also, I think that she probably would. She probably would. I mean, I think she was amazing. Okay, last but not least, but you know, by elimination, you're going to know, but we're going to say it anyways. Uh, passion is the log that keeps the fire of purpose blazing. Ooh, that does sound like so much like an Oprah quote. Yeah, well, right? But if you had started with it, I might have been like, well, Eleanor was like into fireside chats, maybe. Exactly, so... right? But can I tell you, I don't know why when I read that quote earlier, I had to question whether I was going to put that quote down. Just because I don't know something about it. I'm like, eh, it just doesn't seem eloquent. It's you know not, what I mean? Yeah, I, it sounds a little woo-woo, which yeah. is very Oprah's thing. But so. this is a good tie back to that you should have been chopping down trees. So, I should have been. I mean, yes, apparently. right, because it's going to fuel my passion exactly. stuff. Do you know what, though? I like a good lumberjack. So let's, we let's can all do that. Yeah, yeah, we'll leave it to them. <laughs> I have a few favorite lumberjacks. Thank you so much for coming in, for bringing us cookies. It has taken, like, a few times during the show, I've been reaching for the cookie. I'm like, no, you can't have the cookie. No, Kurt will don't. yell at you. Don't he do will, it. right. Yeah. He yells at me anyways. But, well, you good. Know. I brought the cookies as a bribe, hoping that I'll get invited back. Because I oh, know yes. I heard you say that you only invite back people I you really do. like. Yeah. So if I don't get an invite so back, So you know I'll what know. everybody now is doing? Going, I was on that show once. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, then and like, you know, when? keep you guessing. Because you don't know if, did I like you? Did I not like you? Maybe you should bring me cookies next time. Uh, we don't know how far you're planned out, right? <laughs> so like, you could be planned exactly. out a year. And everyone's like, oh, he hates me. I know. I'm the worst. <laughs> well this has been an honor first of all uh i'm excited to continue to work with you ladies um and to support this amazing magazine and i am shocked i'm not gonna lie so uh everybody remembers back in april i i uh did the little mc work yeah. for you guys and i was absolutely shocked when you guys asked me back <laughs> That was a, and so it means a lot. And so let's see how much I can ruin this time. No, you're going to ruin zero. You were so fun. It's so, so funny. We're going to have a great time. Uh, everybody, please check out, where can they go for the website for Trendy Northwest Magazine? TrendyNorthwest.com. TrendyNorthwest.com. You can also find, Find you guys. I was all choked up. I was so emotional. <laughs> Find you guys on socials. Yes. Trending.Northwest uh, on Instagram. Trending Northwest on Facebook. Um, we do have YouTube. It's also Trending Northwest. Nice. Trending, just type Trending Northwest. You're going to find it. Yeah, you, you'll find us. You're going to find it. So, sure. And then look for their parties because they sell out super fast, but they're also super fun. So remember. Also, Kurt will kill me if I don't remember. I want to change it up every time. Remember to like and su subscribe. Where should we? like and subscribe right there do that so we, we kurt has to watch the whole thing in order to find out where to put those things also remember you can find our show every tuesday at thequeercentric.com and as we discovered last week on the ian kelly show you can accidentally find it on podbean early because i didn't realize people had access to it so so, you know, look, and uh, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash thequeercentric, because all us indie artists, including magazines, need your financial support. But until next time, bye. One, two, three.